Thank you all for joining us here at I-80 Sports, and today we are previewing the Metropolitan Division. Thank you all for joining us here again at I-80 Sports. Make sure you follow us at i80sports.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at I-80 underscore sports NHL. And make sure you follow us on the Facebook group, the I-80 Sports Discussion Group. I'm Brian. He's Tom. Tom, how you doing today? Doing well. Um, I, You know, I, I I hate to keep sounding like a broken oh, record. It. Please say it. <laughs> the dog days of no. November, <laughs> you know. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah, so much so. I mean, it's funny because like riding into that like part of November that like normally like it would be like August that like things aren't really happening. We're here in November now, and I have a bad mm-hmm. feeling it's also going to be the dog days of December when we yeah. uh, come to shout it out in a couple weeks. So, but because we are in the dog days of November. Uh, usually we start off with our new segments, but to be honest, it's not a lot to talk about in uh, the beginning right now. So we are going to dive in right now with what is the main thing on our docket. We are wrapping up our division preview series with our last, but certainly not least, division, the Metropolitan Division, which contains not only my favorite team, you know, if you could guess, but it also contains Tom's favorite team. And we'll have a lot to discuss with this one. This will be fun. It's been one that we have both been anticipating for the past three weeks. It's been up on our calendar for three weeks now. So we're excited. I hope you guys are excited. And if you are excited, drop a comment down below. Certainly think about subscribing. Drop us a like, you know, because we certainly appreciate it. Last week we saw an uptick in numbers and our views and we want it to keep happening week to week to week we also saw an uptick in twitter followers as well not to just shamelessly plug twitter down below again but we saw an uptick in numbers it felt like a couple weeks ago we had said that we were up to 300 uh twitter followers we are now very close to 350 twitter followers now so let's keep that rolling we want to keep that ball rolling i have a lofty goal of being up to 500 by the time this year is out but that's a lofty expectation of mine. That's one that I hope can happen, but it only happens with you guys and the community and sharing with all your friends. So please, please get the word out there for us. But without further ado, what teams are we talking about for the Metropolitan Division? Well, I am so glad that you asked because we are going to show you right now what teams we're going to be talking about, starting with the first team in the Metropolitan Division. The Carolina Hurricanes. Some key additions here. Forward Jesper Faust, uh, Joakim Ryan, and their first round selection in Seth Jarvis. And some key losses in longtime forward Justin Williams, defenseman Joel Edmondson, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and goaltender Anton Forsberg. Next, we move on to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Some key additions here. Forward Max Domi, forward Miko Koivu. So two very big names on the addition docket here and some key losses, some pretty key losses in forwards Josh Anderson, forward Alexander Wenberg, and defensemen's Ryan Murray and Marcus Nudavara. Next, my favorite team, the New Jersey Devils. Key additions here, goaltender Corey Crawford, forward Andreas Janssen, defenseman Ryan Murray, and three first-round selections, forwards Alexander Holtz, and Dawson Mercer and defenseman Shakir Mugmadulin. 
with key losses in longtime goaltender Corey Schneider, forwards John Hayden, Kevin Rooney, Joey Anderson, and def- defenseman Mirko Mueller. Off to the next team in the next Metropolitan Division, the New York Islanders. Key addition, well, not really, but addition, goaltender Corey Schneider, and some key losses in uh, defenseman Devin Taves, goaltender Thomas Grice, forward Thomas Kunackel, forward Derek Broussard, and forward Matt Martin. Off to Tom's favorite team, the New York Rangers. (laughs) But some key additions here in Jack Johnson. uh, First overall selection, Alexi Lafreniere. Rooney. Uh, Yeah, yeah. First overall selection. I know, I know. And uh, 18th overall selection, Braden Schneider. Some key losses in long, long time goaltender, King Henrik Lungfist. Forward Jesper Faust. And longtime defenseman Mark Stahl. Off to the Philadelphia Flyers, who, you know, at least Tom and I find a middle ground here that we can carry <laughs> a passion of hatred for the Philadelphia Flyers. Sorry, not sorry, Philadelphia Flyers fans. Uh, well, Alex is going to kill you. <laughs> uh, key additions here uh, defenseman Eric Gustafson and first round selection Tyson Forster, and some key losses in an abrupt uh, retirement of Matt Niskanen, Derek Grant. Uh, Nate Thompson, Tyler Pitlick, and Chris Stewart. Off to Pittsburgh now with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Key additions here. Kasperi Kapanen, Evan Rodriguez, Mark Jankowski, Mike Matheson, and Cody Cece with key losses in goaltender Matt Murray, Patrick Hornfist, Justin Schultz, and Jack Johnson. And lastly, but not leastly, the Washington Capitals, with key additions here in Henrik Lungfist, Justin Schultz, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and their first-round pick forward, Hendricks Lapierre, with key losses in goaltender Braden Holtby, defenseman Radko Gudis, forward Travis Boyd, and forward Ilya Kovalchuk. So there is a lot to unpack here, like usual, with what we've been talking about the past couple weeks. So without further ado, we're just going to jump into what our normal segments are. If you don't realize what our normal segments are by now, well, you need to catch up on our previous videos. So make sure you catch up on those previous videos in your spare time. But first off, we're going to talk about off-season winners. So with this category, we're talking more so about you know, who made additions to their team that is going to pay off huge for this upcoming year. It might not necessarily mean that they are going to win the division in this upcoming year, but at least get them a step closer towards that goal. So without further ado, Tom, who is your offseason winner this year? I mean, isn't it obvious? It's the Rangers. They drafted Lafreniere. I mean, come on. Generational talent. Best best player under 18 out there. You know, the, they, they were a winner. They were a winner, and that's just me being me, being a homer. But I, I will be honest here. I really like what Carolina did in getting Jesper Foss. People don't realize that Jesper Foss is a guy who you can plug in just about anywhere. I mean, maybe not on the power play, but he's a guy you could plug in your middle six. He's a guy you could put on you know, your second line with a couple stars. He's a guy you can even plug in on the first line. He's a guy who can kill penalties. And you know what? I really lauded about Carolina's depth way, way back when we were doing our first episode preview in the playoffs. He's just adding to their depth and making them a better team. That was a really, really good signing by the Canes. Um, I also really like what Columbus did. They brought in two. I mean, they brought in a veteran in Koivu, and I guess you could consider Domi. I don't know if you can consider him a veteran yet, but he's close to it. They brought two veterans in to help them out. I really, I kind of like what they did as well. I think that may help them get over them. I mean, Columbus is 
Columbus is kind of like the way that your Devils were back in the day, where they would lose they would lose superstars, but yet still be contending the following year with that system of uh, interchangeable parts. And Columbus is sort of doing the same thing here. And I guess just one thing we've learned over the years with John Tortorella is that you can't make a John Tortorella team too star laden because that team will will go fast, hard, and out of control. It'll be like a runaway train going off the tracks, like at the end of the third back to the future where the train goes off the bridge and blows up. That's a John Tortorella team loaded with veterans and stars. So Columbus and Tortorella kind of a mutual understanding, and I think bringing those two guys in where they're not superstars and demand a lot, but they're also guys who can help out. Yeah, and I think – I think it's fair to mention all three of those teams, and I'll even give you this. Yes, it is fair to mention the New York Rangers. I mean, look, I'm going to play it up all I want with uh, the Rangers and just say, nah, you know, they, they, nah, they they did quite a bit in this offseason to get better and improve as a unit in general. Um, not to be a homer like you just were there, but I actually I'm really trying not to be biased here. But for the past two years running, I really like what the Devils have done in the offseason. I really like the moves that have been made. I think, you know, cashing in on a Ryan Murray, you know, really not paying much to get him was great. Picking up Corey Crawford as a tandem to Mackenzie Blackwood, an emerging starting goaltender in this league, I think is great and is another mentor to him. And to be quite honest, and this isn't tooting my own horn. Look, the Devils probably aren't going to finish very well in this division, but they can at least put a feather in their cap to the fact that they probably have the best goalie tandem in the Metropolitan Division between Mackenzie Blackwood and Corey Crawford. Um, and I love the first-round selections this year. I love the Alexander Holtz selection. I love the Dawson Mercer selection. And I really like the Shakir McMadulin uh, selection. I think he's going to make an impact in the next few years at the NHL level. He's already making an impact at 18 years old in the KHL. It's only a matter of time until he starts making that impact uh, at the NHL level. And, you know, if you want to go back and watch our reactions to the, the NHL draft, you can go back and watch that long video as well. These are just shameless plugs. I should really stop with that. But anyway, uh, moving right along, this was just another rebuilding season for the Devils. Uh, but between the signings, the drafting, and just overall the hiring of Lindy Ruff this uh, past offseason, as well as the staff that he has hired underneath him, I think the Devils will improve on last year's disappointing season, especially because of how disappointing it was with the pieces that you had in place and the expectation of improvement. Now you're going to have these younger players that are going to improve around these additions as well and build as a team. And I think that is why I say that the Devils are this offseason's winners. But like I've said before, where there are winners, there are losers. So Tom, let's start with you. Who's your off-season loser? Okay, well, let me preface this by saying this is not a Ranger bias thing here. And this is a team that I gave a ton of credit to down the line on their great run that they had this year. But I have to say it was the Island, the New York Islanders. I mean, they I mean, Devin Taves, okay, not a huge host, but he's a good bottom pair defenseman, you know. They're also having some contract problems right now with Matt Barzell would have restricted with that uh, RFA deal. He's not. He hasn't been inked yet to, start, to to come back next year. And to top that off, as good as the Islanders were in the playoffs, what people seem to forget is that had this season ended regularly, had COVID never occurred in 82 games, the Islanders may have very well been on the outside looking in. They're right up against the cap right now. Their best player is in contract limbo. They lost a very good defenseman on a team that played like a very like def defense by committee, I guess, with those six defensemen in the back. 
I'm sorry, but there's uh, as good as they were. I just don't know if there's anything to look forward to with them right now. I could that have been the plateau for them? In my opinion, they're probably going to take a step back next year unless they unless they do something quick. I mean, I know Lou Lamorello is their GM, but one thing I'll say about Lou Lamorello is Lou Lamorello since 2012 hasn't exactly had the greatest track records when he's been in charge. In Toronto, it was a three man committee between him, Shanahan, and I, I know Babcock had to say how that team was run too. When Lou Lamorello has been in charge by himself and had full control, he hasn't had the greatest to run over the past few years. And I'm just wondering if his old school staunch where I don't care how much you get paid, I don't care who you are, I can interchange the parts like I had mentioned earlier. I'm just not sure if that's going to work on the island right now. Yes and no. I think I highlight, I'm going to highlight the Islanders as a potential loser in this offseason as well. And as much as they could be considered a loser, I'll be honest, in – this offseason for the Metropolitan Division in general, I don't really see a clear loser. And that's kind of a good thing for the overall, you know, growth of the Metropolitan Division and the competitive, you know, yeah, how I would think it's going to be as well. But, you know, we're kind of picking straws when it comes to, you know, who's, you know, the loser in this sense. I think, you know, the Matt Barzel situation is of concern. Um but then you also have to remember an emerging Brock Nelson is a thing. And I think he was far and away one of the better centers for the Islanders past this past year. And one of the most consistent centers in all the playoffs this past year. A really good surprise to watch this past year. But, you know, the Islanders, I wish they could have done more. You know, they lost Thomas Grice. And yes, he was aging and he was 34 and you send him over to Detroit. You let him walk to Detroit. That's fine. But who do you replace him with? You know, a guy within your division who you had great success against in Corey Schneider. And that's not a knock on Schneider. I'm the biggest Corey Schneider apologist you will ever see. But I feel like his he's a shell of his former self. He's not the same elite goaltender that he was. And, you know, I feel like he would have been better served as a mentor for another young goaltender, not necessarily to go in straight tandem or play 40% to 30% of the time against Semyon Varlamov. Now, that's just on the Islanders' side of things. To me, the other team that I felt like had a quote-unquote bad offseason is the Philadelphia Flyers. And I think it's just because they had almost no offseason presence. There's not a lot that they had to do as a team, but I feel like there should have been at least a red light that went off when Matt Niskanen abruptly retired. I feel like there should have been a response to that, you know, an urgency to go and get another defenseman to fill that hole. That being said, there are defensemen in their system that they can fill that hole with. They can certainly fill from within the organization, but I still feel like there should have been a sense of urgency for a team that is looking to be a contender in not only the Metropolitan Division, but the entire Eastern Conference. You know, I feel like there should have been a little bit more to push them over that edge where we're talking about Philadelphia as a potential winner of the Eastern Conference rather than just, yeah, they'll be there. They'll be in the conversation. You know, they needed that extra step to me. And the fact that they didn't go there is a little disappointing to me. And maybe it's a little disappointing to Philadelphia fans. It could be. Um, but this is kind of a perfect segue into Metropolitan Favorites. So now we're going to be talking about who we favor to win the entire Metropolitan Division. And there's a couple interesting choices near the top here. Tom, I'm going to let you go first. Who do you feel like wins the Metropolitan Division this year? 
Well, I'm going to go with the team that knocked my team out. I'm going to go with Carolina. Carolina, I lauded them for their depth. I know I sound like a broken record with this, just like my dog days of November uh, quotes. But I really like what they did bringing in Jasper Fost. Um, and you know what? Ho hopefully, Svechnikov is healthy. They can get him back. And like I said, these aren't your father's Carolina Hurricanes. I hate to use that term. Whereas in the past, the Hurricanes would go on a run and then fade into obscurity for however many years. Then go on another run and fade into obscurity for however many years. This team, this front office, they're in for the long haul. I really like what they did bringing in Fost. I really liked how they played in the playoffs. Obviously, they lost to a better team in Boston. But Carolina was a young team, too, and let the loss to Boston be a learning experience. I really think this year, just because this division is really unpredictable, and I really think if Carolina can get it going, they may be the team at the end of the season who's in first place. Because you have Pittsburgh and D.C. who are sort of entering their decline a little bit. You have Philly and the Islanders who are question marks. You have my team, the Rangers, who are kind of a question mark as well. You have Columbus who are you know, Jekyll and Hyde, depending on which team you get. Columbus, remember, was another team that lucked out with the playoff format because if we had gone the full 82, Columbus may have not been on the outside looking in too. So I really think with all of this going on, with just the uncertainty of where every team in this division is going to be going, I think Carolina is that one team where you know that they're on the up and up. And that's why I think they're going to win this division. I think that's a really good and solid choice. And, you know, to me, I think it becomes, it comes down to three teams for me. Carolina is that first team I'll highlight for sure, but then also watch out for Washington and also watch out for Philadelphia as teams that could win the Metropolitan Division. Carolina takes this division, and it's not even close, under one condition. Can they get a healthy Andrei Svechnikov to play for the majority of the season? If they can get him healthy and he performs the same way he did this past year without losing a step because of that gruesome knee injury, they win the Met. I think if he takes strides like he did last year, I think he's going to be the reason why they get put over the edge. Don't get me wrong. They still have Sebastian Ajo. They still have Tevu Teravainen. They've got a good cast behind them to you know, make up for the loss of Andrei Sveshnikov. But Andrei Sveshnikov is a very special player. You know, he's, you know, a player that when healthy and when firing on all cylinders, Smetchnikov can hang with the best of them. He can hang with McDavid. He can hang with McKinnon. You know, if he can stay healthy for the majority of the time, I think Carolina can win this division. Now, the other two teams in Washington and Philadelphia, they have their flaws, and which is why I don't see them as the clear front runner, but why they're in the conversation. Washington can be scary good. They still have Alexander Ovechkin, who still hasn't lost a step at his age. You know, a guy his age should not be playing at the level of competition that he is. And he's still looking to, you know, advance more and more towards that Gretzky goal record. You know, look for Ovechkin to keep going towards that goal this year. But there's only one question for Washington right now. Is Ilya Samsonov ready to fill Braden Holtby's shoes? I think that is a question that is still open-ended. And I, you know, from the flashes that he showed last year of brilliance, I think Samsonov can. But then there's also the doubt that he casted in, you know, very ugly first periods where he would give up four or five goals. So I think there's still room to grow there for him. And that's why I'm not giving my complete vote of confidence to Washington. And then lastly, with the Philadelphia Flyers, my vote of, you know, 
the vote of confidence kind of goes away a little bit only because of their performance in the postseason. That first line disappeared completely, and they're aging. They're getting older. They need to play at the normal level that they can. Claude Giroux needs to step up. Um, God, I'm blanking on another name. Sean Couturier needs to continue to be one of the best two-way centers in the league. And they need Carter Hart to put this team on his back like he has this whole entire season. Look for Carter Hart to be a contender for the Vezina Trophy this year. I think there is a strong possibility that he's going to be up there with names like uh, Andre Vasilevsky and Connor Hellebuck in the conversation for the Vezina Trophy this year. Moving on because, once again, there are winners, there are losers. I have a feeling I'm going to end this segment crying, but let's get it over with. Tom, who is the loser and who finishes last in the Metropolitan Division this year? Uh, well, it's you're not going to be happy with this one. I have to go with the Devils. But, but, but. You have me back. <laughs> I think that they're finally on the right track. The biggest problem with the Devils last year is that you had a guy in Ray Shiro who I'm not really sure knew what he was doing. You know, you were coming – the team was kind of searching for an identity last year. Remember they – Weren't great in 1819, but maybe the main reason they weren't great in 1819 was because Taylor Hall was hurt most of the year, and that was the Rock in 1718. That was who got them back in the playoffs. That was who, you know, got them back to respectability. So you figured you had him healthy. You bring in a number one overall in Jack Hughes. You figure, okay, Hughes is ready to make the transition, even though there were, even before he was awarded to the Devils with that number one overall, there were red flags going off in my head about this kid. You know, you bring in P.K. Subban, who, you know, it seemed like a good deal at the time, but people didn't realize P.K. Subban was coming off his worst season, statistically worst season he ever had. You know, and then they they kind of um, bolstered the team with Wayne Simmons as well. Now, this kind of reminded me of what Pittsburgh did and what Tampa did when Crosby and Stamkos came in. Remember, Pittsburgh still had Mario Lemieux. They tried to load the team with LeClaire, Recky, and Ziggy Palfi. They did the same thing down in Tampa. They brought in Gary Roberts. You know, they still had Marty San Louis. They brought in a lot of these other guys down. In I think they even brought in Mark Recchi and Tampa two Stamkos' first year, if I'm not mistaken. The biggest problem with that is, is that you're not – you don't know, you don't have a clear cut of what you're doing. Are you a rebuilder? Are you a contender? Are you a pretender? I think the Devils finally with chopping – you know, getting rid of Taylor Hall. You know, you have Hughes and Hish here. They had a good draft. They're finally on the right track. Now, it might not be a great year this year. But at least they're finally they're, they're finally trying to carve out saying, okay, we're a rebuilder. We want to build around the kids. We're going to let the kids play. And they might not be good this year, but all the ice time that these kids are going to get is going to be great for them because they're going to learn. They're going to learn, and they're going to get better. And eventually, they should, they should eventually start climbing their way out of last place. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year they take a stride. Maybe the year after they take a bigger stride and so on and so forth. So I'm saying they're dead last. But what I'm saying is they're on the right track is what I'm saying about the Devils right now. And as a Ranger fan, it pains me to say it. I know that wasn't easy for you to say, and I do take that as a compliment. Truly, I do. But it does sound me to say, and I'm going to be honest as a Devils fan as well, it is probably the Devils who finish in last place. And that's not a knock necessarily on the Devils. This Metropolitan Division is stronger than what a lot of people think. Um, but they do they are probably the odd team out of this division. They are probably uh, the black sheep in this entire division, the redhead stepchild. But that being said, there's a lot to look forward to on this team. There's a lot to look forward to. I'm going to mark my words on this one. And 
I am going to come out and say, look out for Nico Heischer in this next year or two to really break out. I feel like he is going to be a late bloomer like Nathan McKinnon was, and he is going to surprise a lot of people in the next year or two as not only just a goal-scoring and playmaking center, but also as a two-way center. He plays really good defense on the back end. Look for Jack Hughes to improve on last year's totals as well. I feel like there's still a lot of people that are down on him and say, oh, this kid's a bust and this kid's a bust and watching you know this YouTuber, this YouTuber and this YouTuber saying, oh, he's got to be one of the bigger busts. He's 18 years old. This is the first time he played with adults. So, you know, it's an adjustment. He's gaining muscle. He's gained muscle over this offseason. So I think there's a really good chance that uh, Jack Hughes is ready to make that jump in the next year or so towards, you know, being a big scoring threat in this league. Um, and overall, they're just a young and developing team. They've got some really good pieces that they've compiled over this past year, you know, acquiring, you know, a Nolan foot to eventually take that place at right wing, you know, drafting an Alexander Holtz who could be a fantastic gold scorer in this league, drafting a Dawson Mercer when you didn't think he was going to be there at number 18. And then also just the past couple of years of drafting crash and bang defensemen like Shakir Mukmadulin, uh, a talk yuck, you know, trading for a Kevin ball. And then the other big prospect that we're not talking about right now is Ty Smith. You know, could he make an impact at the NHL level this upcoming year? Maybe it doesn't happen with another addition to the devils. I omitted it before and Dmitry Kulikov, but there's at least that transition in place to, you know, eventually get him into the top four. There's a lot to look forward to with the Devils in the next couple of years. But this year, yeah, they're probably going to finish last. It's not going to be the prettiest of seasons, but there's a lot to look forward to in this young core of guys like Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, Mackenzie Blackwood, Jesper Brott. You know, there's a lot to look forward to in this group, adding also Alexander Holtz in there as well. There's more to look forward to in the next coming years than not. We're certainly not going to be in the cellar for too, too much longer. So Devils fans, persevere. You're in my thoughts and prayers truly. And, you know, keep me in your thoughts and prayers too while you're at it. <laughs> but moving on to our final category, surprising team to look out for in the Metropolitan Division. So this might be a team that, you know, maybe won't necessarily win the division, maybe might not finish in playoff contention, or maybe they do and we didn't expect them to, or just might make some noise that we didn't think about. So that being said, Tom, who is your surprising team to look out for in the Met? Okay, we have a, a little bit of a home roller here, and, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or nothing, but I am going with my favorite team here. I am going with the Rangers. Um, you know, if they showed a lot of promise in the regular season last year, you know, you have a good top line of Zabanajad, Buchnevich, and Kreider. Your second line, you know, you have Panarin and Strom who were great together. You have Kako who, okay, Kako didn't have the greatest years last year. But if you watch the games against Carolina, Kako was looking like that power forward that he was that he was expected to become. He was shooting the puck. He was muscling guys off of it. He's been training back in Finland. He's had a lot of time off, and I think maybe the main reason Kaka wasn't as great as he was supposed to be last year was just because he was burned out. He went from playing in Finland to playing in the World Championships to having to come right back over to New York afterwards. You know, his body was just not used to it. He was burned out. He had a whole year to, you know, kind of reset himself. He knows what to expect in the NHL now. I'm expecting a much, much bigger year from Capo Kako next year. I'm expecting him. I know we're not going to play the full 82, but, you know, if we play 60 games, if Capo Kako scores, say, 15, 20 goals, man, that's, a, that's an A-plus in my book. Um, also, Alexi Lafreniere, who we've mentioned, I'm sure, 9,000 times on here, 
Am I expecting Lafreniere to come over and be the best player on the team? Am I expecting Lafreniere to win an Art Ross Trophy? Am I expecting Lafreniere to be the next one to be Mario Lemieux to what Mario Lemieux is Pittsburgh? Absolutely not. Am I expecting Lafreniere to be in the to be in the talk for the collar? Yes. Is Lafreniere going to start on the third line? Definitely. You know, I'm hoping you know he can carry that third line. Philip Hedl is more of a shoot first center, so you know Lafreniere is a playmaker. Lafreniere and Hedl together, hopefully, it'll be a you know a deadly a deadly combination. Although I do think by the end of the year you're going to see him playing with Zabanajad if all goes right. There's a few experts who have been doted on their defense not being so great, and I can understand why. You know, you have a very good pairing in Fox and Miller, and then after that you kind of have the you have Shruba. D'Angelo, Johnson, and Smith to fill out those remaining six spots. And, you know, Johnson and Smith are obviously – Jack Johnson's not what he used to be. Brendan Smith has kind of been declining. But there's one guy here who they're not talking about, and that's Andre Miller. If Miller dazzles like they said he was doing in training camp last year, I really think if you can get Andre Miller into the mix and into that top six, you'll have a much more formidable defense. And to end, there's one other guy here who I believe they should get over this year and need to get over, and that's Vitaly Kravtsov. Kravtsov, while not having a dynamite season in the KHL, not tearing the league up, is having a decent season where if you take his goal, to goal totals right now and, you know, you do the math and you average him up to an 82-game season, he'd be good for 30 goals in an 82-game season. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have that success right away over here, but I think that once his team is done in the KHL, and it might, we might have to wait till May for that, which would maybe – which could be the tail end of the regular season for the NHL. We don't know. You can get Vitaly Kravtsov over here. Now you have a third line of Lafreniere, Hedl, and Kravtsov to complement Panarin, Strom, and Kako in your first line of Kreiders, Vanajad, and Buchnevich. And if you have Miller becoming the player that they think he can be on defense along with Fox, along with Fox and Lindgren, I re this team might sneak in. They might sneak in. Now what I'm going to say is this. With all of the hype I gave to the Atlantic Division, this is going to be a division where you're going to need to finish top three to make the playoffs. I just think the Atlantic is still way too good. And I think those two wild card spots are going to be taken by Atlantic division teams. So I do really think that this is a division where if you want to get in, you got to finish top three. And that's if this there's even a metropolitan division this year with what's being talked about. So who knows? But yeah, that's my that's my little homerism for the Rangers. But I do really think that if, if things do fall right, that they that they will be a bubble team and they will be in the mix. Yeah, and I think that is a really solid choice. And as much as I'll, you know, be quick to say, no, you're wrong. I'm a Devils fan and Rangers suck, blah, blah, blah. No, I think the the Rangers are going to be a threat this upcoming year. And I all the points that you make are very, very valid. And you're absolutely right. In terms of Metropolitan Division, whoever finish, finishes top three needs to finish top three to win uh, in the Eastern Conference because the Atlantic Division is that strong. And there is it's a good possibility that the wild cards are going to come from the Atlantic Division this upcoming year. But Can I just add one more thing? Oh, yeah, of course. One thing I forgot to mention. They have the very – I'm not going to go in depth. They have a good – they have a very good goalie tandem with um, Igor and Georgiev, also one of the better goalie tandems in the league. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to go did. more into that. I see what you did there. <laughs> anyway – Going into uh, my surprising team pick, and it's funny because everybody, including myself, are, is very quick to kind of count them out for this upcoming year, very quick to say that this is going to be the first year that they don't make the playoffs in a long time. But I'm still going to say, don't sleep on Pittsburgh. Yes, they're aging, and the core of their team is on the wrong end of their careers. But Crosby, Sidney Crosby, love him or hate him, will prove why he is one of the best of our generation. You know, if he stays healthy, he is the 
one of the best playmaking centers in the entire league. He, along with Kapanen, with Malkin, he can help carry the Penguins, you know, in that tandem of three, easily into playoff contention. And Crosby, you know, I have always been quick to, you know, be a detractor of Sidney Crosby, you know, based on his mannerisms on the ice and quick reactions. But I got to say, there's a reason why there's always been so much hype behind Sidney Crosby. He proves it time and time again. He is one of the most impressive players I've ever gotten the chance to watch live. And he is the reason why I'm saying don't count out Pittsburgh. That and yeah, they lost Matt Murray, but I also bold take here. I think Tristan Yari is a better goaltender than Matt Murray is. And the guy who should have been starting all along. I think he is finally ready to really take over that role as starting goaltender in Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh fans are going to be really, really happy with that result. And I think Pittsburgh is going to be really, really close in contention in the playoffs, whether they get there or not, we'll see. I think it's going to take a little bit of collapse from the top three teams that I had mentioned who could finish in the top of the Eastern Conference in the top of the Metropolitan Division. I think it'll take a little bit of variables there. But if there's one thing I learned from last year, year before that, don't count out Pittsburgh ever, especially with when they have Sidney Crosby firing at all cylinders. But that's been our Metropolitan Division preview. That wraps up all of our division previews. What are we to do now? Holy moly. So now we're probably going to be getting into in the next few weeks, probably some conference previews, really kind of like taking some bold takes, see who's really, you know, could, you know, be the top eight from the Western conference, who could be the you know top eight from the Eastern conference, really kind of diving into those hypotheticals over the coming weeks. So we hope you join us for that. But before we wrap up today, we did just want to, you know, wrap up with saying, well, it is, you know, turkey season. It is Thanksgiving season <laughs> right now. Tom didn't see this beforehand, so he's probably dying right now. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. But I did want to at least, you know, end today, you know, with a little bit more of a cheerful segment of, you know, what we're thankful for for our favorite teams because we did wrap with the Metropolitan Division. So, Tom, what are you most thankful for as a Rangers fan? Thankful that they're finally trying to do things the right way. Not trying to buy everything on the market. Not trying to do a patch job. They're finally doing this the right way. They have two high picks. They have a, you know, they 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 had a bar. They get made a great deal with Zibanejad. They have Panarin. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that they're finally trying to do things the right way. They have a plethora of defensive prospects. Hopefully, two good centers who are going to come in soon. Back with Baron and Henriksen, you know. They're just, they're finally doing it the right way. It makes me very, very happy. And I'm actually going to piggyback on your sentiment there. And uh, I'm thankful for the Devils for the fact that we, it looks like we're finally going in the right direction after the past couple of years of, you know, being in the basement, being in the cellar. I truly feel like as a Devils fan that we're finally trending in the right direction, that we're finally, you know, getting some really exciting players again to watch, you know, back when I was a child, you know, I loved watching Martin Brodeur. I loved watching Scott Stevens. I loved watching Scott Niedemeyer, Alexander McGillney, you name them. And I finally feel that sense of pride again of just like being able to be excited to like, hey, I'm excited to watch Mackenzie Blackwood. And I'm excited to see what Corey Crawford can do. It's still exciting to me to go and watch, you know, PK Subban in warmups with his, you know, slick, fast hands. It's still, you know, I still kind of get like that child in me that is excited to see, you know, Good players. And I'm going to take this turkey hat off. This thing is hot. But um, it is exciting to finally see that. And, you know, off the cuff here, uh, we are 
you know, on behalf of IOD Sports, we're thankful for our community of people who chime in every you know now and again to you know drop comments on our videos, drop comments and on our Facebook polls, uh, dropping you know comments and votes onto our Twitter polls. And for you know the people who have been joining Twitter, we're very thankful for you guys. So you know, above all else, we are thankful you know that we get to do this on a weekly basis because it's just it's a ton of fun oh, wow. and it's even more to contribute with our community as well. So let's continue growing this community. And hopefully when we get to Thanksgiving next year, it's even bigger than next year, which would be amazing. And, and yeah. hopefully we're not the dog days in November next year. Either. Hopefully not the dog days in November next year. Hopefully when we're talking in November, we're talking about games and highlights and fun stuff like that. And that'll be awesome. Real quick before we wrap up for today, I did want to announce the uh, results of our Twitter poll, which I asked Twitter once again, our faithful community, which shameless plug plug to Twitter down below. So uh, we did uh, have the results that come to come in. You guys felt that the Philadelphia Flyers, 60% of the vote uh, went to the Philadelphia Flyers for Mm. winning the Metropolitan Division. 20% went to Carolina and 20% went to other with a resounding 0% to the Washington Capitals. And then, our losers are finishing last in the poll. It was a straight tie down the middle between the New Jersey Devils 50% and other 50%. So that's a bit of a wild card to who you know people are thinking. 0% to the New York Rangers, 0% to Columbus Blue Jackets. So that makes Tom plenty happy. But we're also plenty happy to wrap this up for today. So without further ado... Thank you guys so much for checking us out on IAD Sports. Make sure you check us out at our website down below, IADsports.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at IAD underscore sports NHL. And make sure you follow us on our Facebook group, the IAD Sports Discussion Group. I'm Brian. He's he's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been IAD Sports NHL. 